Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Papa Menno, and as always, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Gabe Appard. Gabe, how you doing? Going, what's going on? I already had three cups of coffee, so um, I'm ready to get it. That sounds, you, like, even sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, my heart's going to explode. You don't drink coffee, do you? Nah. Uh, well. Never never needed it. Never needed it. Have you ever had it? Yeah, yeah. I've had it uh, a couple times. Never needed it. I couldn't well, imagine a life without coffee. For, for one, it gives me the run, so I'm not really about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And then, like, it, it shoots up my anxiety to a point where it's very discomforting. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm just moving. Yeah, I'm just moving too much. So, (laughs) and I'm like nervous about shit that I shouldn't be nervous about. So, it's not, it's not really my style. You, you get used to it, you know. But why get used to it? Yeah, plus I've already like I I don't need it, and I've seen people who do get used to it. Like they're always, like if they don't have it, then they're the worst people on the planet. Like I used to go to school with a kid who drank coffee every morning, and the one morning he doesn't have it. He was like the most annoying person ever because he's just so grumpy and just got very like hands on with you. Like he just punch you for no reason. What? <laughs> like just very aggressive for no absolute reason, other than the All fact right. that he needed his caffeine. Fair enough, but yeah, I I need caffeine too. So it's a wild addiction. I've had too much though. It yeah, is it- an addiction too, and people are like people, yeah, like you said, people straight up just like shake and absolutely like fiend for it and be so grumpy if they don't get it but uh doesn't no one makes a big deal out of it all right well slow down there yeah so i I just never need it i always like shower in the morning that pretty much wakes me up so fair enough that's my addiction (laughs) hopefully hopefully everyone's addicted to showers um yeah i'm good uh just working not pretty busy this week so had to move it to Thursday, but yeah, besides that, um, life's good. This man's a working man now. Uh, don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> what 
working for the man. I know, eh? Fuck, I already, I'm out. Fuck, fuck capitalism. Getting dicked down by the man. Exactly. Oh, well. Uh, well, yeah, this is episode 73 of the Pop Sculpture Podcast. As always, guys, be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Shout out to Jeff Bezos. Yeah, this is a pretty packed episode. There's a lot that actually went on this week for once, so we're going to get into it. But before that, I do have a really quick shout-out. Shout-out to Bailey McNulty and Nani Aretha. Uh, both of them, I didn't know were listening to the podcast, but they hit me up this week saying that they do. So big shout-outs to you guys. And hope you guys enjoy this episode, too. First story of the day, Spotify wrapped. <laughs> what do you think about the posts on Spotify wrapped? I love them, all right? It's, it clearly points out how superior Spotify users are um, and how much they care about their users. And But not their artists. Know, no, I mean, I mean, I'm not here to worry about artists. I got my own struggle, right? Spotify gives me the best, the best supply of music and they do it with the best branding. I, I'm the equivalent of like Apple fo- fanboys for Spotify. Spotify and only <laughs> Spotify. That's it. I get so excited when they launch a new feature. So, yeah, I'm 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 pure Spotify. What about you? Uh, so I'm Apple Music. I've seen people say that they don't like it just for the f- shut the fuck up. I see people I see people say they don't like it just for the fact that it's um because people are just sharing their own opinions or their own genres of music and they think that it's like dumb trying to be cool about it type thing so i've seen that discussion go on which i disagree with i think it's a cool thing to see what people are listening to and like what their top fives were and what artists or what songs really captivated their year especially in 2020 where it's been such a down year so it's like very um interesting to see what got people through the year and how much hours they spent listening to certain artists or certain music. I think, I think it's a cool thing. It's a good thing to like discuss. And like you said, it's good branding for Spotify. It gets their name out there and more people interested in the platform. The one that I don't like is like, because I'm an Apple music guy, every year this happens. And I just look back at how shitty Apple is in terms of this type of stuff. Like Apple's had iTunes for, I think since like 2000, three i want to say or 2005 or some shit like that and they haven't even updated how itunes looks since then it's still been like they made one update in maybe like 2010 i think and then after that they just left it the same and that's the type of company they are they don't really give a shit about like their users or like what their experience is because they have they do have a replay and they do have their own like wrapped version but they it's an external link that you have to go to in order to get it. And you can't share it to certain social medias like you can with Spotify. Like I think your only two options are to copy the link or to post it on Twitter or Facebook. I think those are only two options you can do. And nobody's going to do that because you have to go through your computer to do that shit. So if it's not on your phone, it's not really worth sharing. Did you do it? I I, like, I looked at mine. I looked at mine. So I know what my artists are. Um, There's a lot of Drake. Chris Brown, because I'm still obsessed with his Indigo album. Wow, look at this. What? <laughs> wow. What? What do you have against CV, bro? Expose yourself like There's that. There's no exposition, you're, dog. Your number two listen to artist. No, no, my number one listen to artist. It's Chris Brown. Yeah. Wow. 
you're fanboying for for Chris Brown, eh? Dude, I told you the Indigo album's real good. Plus, we talked about this on the podcast multiple times. Like I've told people that I like Chris Brown. I'm still yeah, gonna listen to his music. You're number one. <laughs> it's like for him to be number one, you have to enjoy what Chris Brown did to women. Like, he, that's, shut that's, the, that's not like, true. Get the fuck. You're listening. You're now you're just trying to... <laughs> because, like, to put him in the. I get everyone has some a couple breezy songs they listen to on the low low, but this man really put him on number one. You're like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this guy up to the top. I really love what he did to Rihanna. So that, that's <laughs> that's not at all I'm what gonna, I was thinking. Bring, that is not. Or... <laughs> you're 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 outright. You probably just leave it on like your phone off, just playing it on repeat when you're not even listening at night to get Chris Brown to number one. That's what you, you know, he gave it. He you. gave he gave us the lowdown on how the streams work, so I, I follow it to a T. But no, no, I, I've said multiple times on this podcast how much of a CB fan I am, and I it's not. It has nothing to do with what he did to Rihanna. Fuck you. Man. He is a great right. You're trying to, <laughs> yo, that was too far. I can't laugh at that. You're trying to paint a bad narrative. Um, but no, this brings this brings up another point too, though. The reason why I'm on Apple Music in the first place and why I haven't switched is because iTunes allows you to upload music that you have onto your Apple Music. So I've already had a lot, a huge catalog of songs from the mixtape days and stuff like that. So I can put that on my Apple Music and still listen to it. Whereas on Spotify, you don't have that option. So you're very limited in terms of that front. So, I mean, that's the biggest reason why I still have Apple Music. But that's also another issue because it doesn't factor into your most listened to songs. Because my number third artist was Sada Baby, who's a rapper from Detroit. Super dope dude. Check him out. Um, and the songs that I've uploaded onto my Apple Music don't factor into the, the like review of what I listened to during the year. Because I listened to a lot of him, and I would have expected him to be my number one. But it turned out to be Chris Brown, because I have the Indigo Streams. And he dropped the album with Young Thug this year, too. So, so you got him up there. Yeah, I, I mean... I don't know with my like wrap up. I'm not even. I don't know. It it doesn't feel right, but I guess. Yeah. Why didn't you share yours? Because uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to share it. I don't want to um, uh, expose myself to some. Of yeah, because you favorite, probably listen to some favorite, dark shit. Yeah, that's why. Favorite. R. R. Kelly R. number one, yo. Yeah, right. This guy still <laughs> got the Kells going. <laughs> that's that's your age. I, okay. Yeah, but. <laughs> Ignition is the greatest song oh, okay, in okay. the history <laughs> of anything, okay? Like, that's honestly more justifiable than anything. No, I don't know. My number ones were, who were, who's my top five? Uh, I got the, I saved it here. Hold on. Uh, da, 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 da. It was St. John. It was my number one. Yo, I've been burning that. I guess because he, he just dropped a... Um, an album a couple weeks ago too and i've been listening to his last one so much is number one little uzi verts number two rodney rich is number three the baby and what else they got here yeah that's my top five that was only four but anyways this year is a year very um new school me yeah no that's my that's my also that's where my why i didn't post it like i have the uh wow jesus uh, like I sound like a sixteen-year-old when I if I show that, like very new. Like, my music tastes as immature as immature as I am. So uh, I was like, it's literally yeah, it's all like hella new school too. Um, and I listen to way too much 
of the kid Lori or whatever, the little white kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so literally a six year old white dude, like little kid. So it's like, all right, I'm not posting this. Your number seven is probably like Jack Harlow. Uh, yeah, probably. I listen to him a lot. So it's very, very new. I'm trying to keep my youth by being involved with like all the new <laughs> with the kids. Like, yeah, I honestly, I honestly think some of that is too. Like, I'll, I'm like, I don't even like this song, but I'm like, that's what old people would say. You know what I mean? It was, the kids like him, so I will like him. You're the guy who wears his hat backwards to the party. He's like, what's up, kids? <laughs> yeah, what up, fellow children? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of bad. So I didn't want to share it. Yeah, but yeah, just, I don't know. Sorry, no, go, go ahead, on. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, just the the branding on Spotify there is just incredible. Come on, tell me you didn't make you think about switching. Like you're getting close. No, I'm, I'm still not close. If they add the option to upload music, I will, but I'm not close. I already have enough of a catalog to to not be able to switch. I'm locked in Apple. Like until there's an option to add music on Spotify, I'm I'm locked in. Come on. All right, fair enough. But yeah, I don't know. It obviously was a great, um, it's a great idea. It makes it super appealing and yeah, I'm, I'll never leave Spotify. <laughs> good to know. But yeah, I find it interesting because like I always see, um, not always, but it's just good to see what other people listen to because I know people who just listen to like old stuff and stuff like that. But uh, speaking of new school, old school, let's get into the boxing match that went down on Triller last week. Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson, which probably, sh- I mean, it wasn't the main attraction, but it could have been right. because it of how it went been. down. Yeah. Yeah. If, new, if, new school if, was if in people, there. If people only knew, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. That I, I, it almost broke the internet too. Um, bro, what a bad day that guy had, eh? Um, Nate Robinson just got destroyed by the internet. Have, I don't know. That was honestly, have you seen anything like that? Like what's comparable to just the whole world uniting to make fun of you? No, we've had tons of nights like that. That though? There's been, there's been like basketball nights. Like I think the Warriors blowing 3-1 lead reminds me of that. Yeah, but but the, here's the thing too. The Clippers blowing yeah, the 3-1 it, lead. It was sports fans and everyone else too though because everyone knew. Like I had girls and stuff talking to me about it um, and the amount of people tweeting about it. Like it, it garnered attention from outside of just one genre you know what i mean like every sports yeah. person watch it and then the whole spectacle like people know tyson and all that so old heads were t- tuning in too and then you have the youtuber viner like crowd um for the jake paul and stuff like that that's what i think put it over the edge of like being bigger than anything else almost because everyone went back and watched and it, it uh, reached so many different like, fan bases and stuff. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like normally 16 year old kid wouldn't care about Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. They don't know who they are, but Jake Paul, like, you know what I mean? So um, it was, I think it was one of the worst drags on the internet I have ever historically seen. Like I, if someone has a better idea, message us and tell us. Cause I, I really can't think about, think of it. Yeah, no, back when you say that, I guess you're right, because it did reach a different demographic that, like, a regular sports event wouldn't. Like, this really was something pretty global, I guess you could say. 
um, just because of how many people reached. I guess the closest thing I could think of is maybe Atlanta losing their three one lead in the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is also yeah that kind of reaches yeah reaches mm-hmm. like different demographics. So I would say that would probably be the closest. But I, like yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was on Twitter. It, it was definitely big, and there's a lot of tweets going on for sure. I just don't know if it was. I guess maybe because my Twitter is kind of insulated to a certain type of demographic as well, too. I don't know. I didn't really see the other crowds speaking about it, per se. So I don't know how far it actually reached. But, I mean, the next day you could see other people talking about it and stuff that you wouldn't really, I guess, expect. So, yeah, I would say it's pretty big. But what do you think about the fight in general, though? Because I thought, like, I knew Jake Paul was going to win because he's been in a fight and he's been boxing. And that's how this whole thing started is that he was in a fight and Nate Robinson saw that. And then he decided to call him out saying that he could beat him in a fight and decided to get in the ring with him. So I knew that Jake Paul was probably going to win because it's, it's a whole different story of you can train as much as you want in a boxing gym. But when you're actually in the ring, that's a whole nother level. It's like the difference between playing in the regular season and going to the playoffs. Like, it's just a different atmosphere completely. So I didn't really expect Nate to win that. Oh, for sure. I didn't realize. um, Yeah, I didn't realize Logan Paul had been training for uh, like three years or something along those lines. Jake Paul, but Jake Paul. Logan Logan also does fight, though. Yeah. So once I heard that, um, it, it wasn't so surprising um, as well. And it, like, it's like Mike, Mike Tyson always says, like everybody has a plan to like, get punched in the mouth too. So um, I think he was kind of like shell-shocked and just not expecting it. Dude, uh, it was so bad though. Like that first round, he just kept running into him. Like they were, they were just hugging each other the entire time. I'm like, Nate, what kind of, like, what is this? I didn't know what I was watching at that point. I was like, this is, this is terrible. Like he just kept running and hugging him every time he got backed into a corner. Yeah. Boxing's a different beast too. Um, going, going like 10 rounds, probably one of the hardest things in any sport to possibly do. And it's so exhausting. People don't realize how exhausting that three minute round is each time of that. So uh, once I heard all the facts after the fight, it wasn't that surprising at all. Like Nate barely, I mean, he only been training for six months and didn't even, he only just sparred in that too. So it wasn't that surprising at all, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was super entertaining though. Twitter was, those are the nights where you're, you're thankful for Twitter. That's for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Too. So it's definitely uh, it was entertaining, but I, I was I wasn't that surprised. The only thing I was hoping for was that Nate wouldn't get knocked out, but then unfortunately that did happen. I knew after that punch to the back of the head that I was like, oh, this is this isn't going to go well for him for the rest of these four rounds if he makes it to six. Um, but then yeah, he didn't he didn't even end up making it that far, but. It, it was hilarious. What do you what do you think about um Snoop Dogg's commentary? Because that was a huge highlight of the night, apparently too. Yeah, everyone everyone was loving that. That was like pure entertainment. Um, Snoop's always you know, he's always been he's has clips like that too where he's been at hockey games. He's just a fun commentator. Now apparently he's trying to like they're probably going to get him to com- commentate on um, other things as well too. So pretty, well, he's starting his fun, own but. boxing league apparently. So and he's going to be commentating during those. Is it going to be like celebrities again like this or I have no idea what the like I don't know what boxers they're going to go for but he is starting his own league. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. That's hilarious. Um 
Yeah, it's definitely, dude, there's so many people who saw how big this got. And we're going to, I think we're going to see a lot more of this because the draw and the attention it got in the internet. So um, that should be interesting to see. Snoop was super entertaining. What do you think about it? I think what made him super entertaining, though, was the fact that he could swear and that he could just be True. himself. Like he was able to smoke weed and just say whatever he wanted on the commentary. Whereas if you're in a more like professional quote unquote setting, like the NBA or like when he did the NHL one, that was still somewhat entertaining, but not to this level just because it's on TV. So you can't say what you're going to say. And like kids are watching and stuff like that. Yeah. So, it's not, it's um, not like regulated. Exactly. So I feel like if he gets in, if, if he does do his own league and he goes through with it and it's like this, then I'm all for seeing more of it. Cause it was really funny what he was saying throughout the fight. So I really enjoyed it too. Can, can we talk about Nate Robinson though? Where, where does he go from this? Where, how do you bounce back? Because my guy was actually, everyone was making fun of him, but before this, he was, you know, he had a pretty good setup. He had a, his own show where he it was really interesting. He go talk to like different athletes and do all these like things. Um, he was getting in like the media world as well. And uh, you know, he's still like a staple and stuff, but how, do you ever live this down now? I don't think it's, is it, is I don't it? think it's done for him. I think he can still do that stuff. I just think that he has to, I think he's got to go for another fight. He's definitely got to redeem himself. That's what he's got to do. You think so? Yeah. I think that would change the narrative around the situation. Uh, I don't know if he fights. Yeah, I don't know if he fights Jake again. Paul. Or, or he loses again to anyone. And then, yeah, then like, that's you know, terrible. You're always, you're, it's like I said, man, you're risking that. Why? That's why I said I would never fight anyone who would make you look bad if you lost to. Like getting knocked out is one of the most like shameful like things you never live down. Dude, especially um, by a YouTuber too. Because, yo, especially, yeah. like, YouTube, yeah, especially, you, yeah, YouTube's gone so far since the first days, because YouTube used to be, like, SoundCloud rappers, where if you were coming from that world, like, people didn't respect you whatsoever, and now it's, like, a global phenomenon type thing, and, and I guess they've garnered that amount of respect, because to think that YouTubers were getting into, like, boxing and stuff like that, you'd never imagine that 10 years ago, so... Yeah, well, there's so much money in this stuff. and But not only is it a YouTuber, it's one of the most like hated, hated YouTubers, yeah. YouTubers ever. And rightfully so. The guy's a clown for so many things he's done. Him and his brother, um, straight narcissist. But yeah, I just, I can't. Nate, man, um, I just, it's this is always going to hang over his head. It's always going to be there now. And people are always going to mention that no matter where he goes or shows up and stuff. So that's why it's just not worth it, man. Um, you got, you do got to redeem yourself too. I remember the first time I got knocked out was a kid and literally my friends never, never let it go for the longest time. I was like, all right, well, so you should have known better. Yeah. I've never been knocked out, but the closest I've been has been choked out, I guess. <laughs> oh, the classic choke out. Which I imagine is probably very similar because you just, like lose all well maybe not you don't lose your breath when you get knocked out maybe but choking out is pretty uh you lose all your breath and you just like your yeah. eyes close and you wake up and you're like oh what the fuck like what yeah. happened oh that's why you just yeah he, that's it's gonna hang over his career for a while so he's, he's he's gonna he does have to redeem himself some way but i don't know how this man's gonna do i that. think maybe maybe yeah. he just waits it out or whatever it, it the funny thing to me was how steph was tweeting because steph tweeted like he was dead like yo, Steph Curry, he's like, yeah, no, yo, I know. Nate, please be all right. Like, I was like, yo, he's alive, man. He's not dead, but, <laughs> but it was hilarious. What what was that joke that do you see the joke? He so made Nate, yeah, Nate, Nate put out oh a tweet God. saying that he's going to so shock cool. the world, and then 
<laughs> Steph Curry replied, I think he said, you sure did, or I see no issues here. He said, I see no issues here. So, which was absolutely That's savage. Absolutely so funny, though. That's actually one of the funniest tweets I've ever, like, that it's Steph, too, makes it, you know, that just doesn't... <laughs> Oh man, that cra- I actually died when he did that. So it was yeah, so the, funny. The um, memes are definitely great that night. Yeah, too. Like everyone, this guy's getting photoshopped into everything. So um rest in peace, Nate. <laughs> He's still very much alive. We'll miss you. But it's I'm, I hear that like Paul Walker song in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, but so. the, the funny thing too is like everyone's talking about representing for the black demographic and, and now he's just like we don't claim him yeah 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 so, i was gonna say abolish but he's more like just he's revoked his card has been revoked essentially so yeah, i find uh, that pretty jokes i know everyone it's funny how quick uh some, everyone turned on him like uh like he wasn't their boy and stuff uh but yeah it was it was good entertainment honestly that I, I didn't think much great about night it. I for, for sure. I for, yeah, I forgot about it. Right and it was good fights moment. too. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was entertaining too. It was a that was a good. I thought it was going to be a joke. Uh, I mean, it was in a way, but you know what I mean. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, yeah. it was still a very successful event. So, uh, so what do you think of the main the main fight? Uh, I don't know. It's weird because I used to be a big boxing head when I was younger. Um, I was like, I remember Tyson and Roy Jones were the like dudes um so it's kind of weird to see it's like seeing them all washed up it, it was it was like the two drunk uncles at the barbecue type thing but uh i don't know it, I, it brought a little nostalgia but it was kind of almost too sad as well so just i don't know it wasn't it uh, i'm kind of it's just whatever whatever i liked your tweet because you were saying how people watch these boxing matches and all of a sudden they become professional like un like professional watches of box boxing when 99% of people don't really watch boxing like that or haven't really watched boxing like that, but they like to give their opinions on what's going on in a, in a boxing match, which I, which I completely agree with. Yeah. Cause everyone just sees it as like a backyard fight, but boxing is the most like strategic and like technical, Very technical. Yeah. There is. And just seeing all the Twitter opinions and all these people that have been tuned into a boxing match since uh, Floyd and McGregor having their opinions and stuff. It sometimes that's kind of annoying. So I, I try to stay away from that and just was laughing at the tweets, like the funny ones and that, but um, I mean, it was, it was entertaining. I thought it was going to be even more flabby and sick than it was. So it wasn't the worst and that and it was it was a good fun night it was i'm glad it happened like i'm glad everyone went out there and had fun i thought it was pretty good for how old they were like these are guys who are pushing 50 and yeah i know people were making fun of the fact that roy jones was like gas in the first round but i was saying to myself and especially to to the online community when you're in a fight like two minutes even you right now going for two minutes you'd get gassed out pretty quickly so the fact that a 54-year-old could get in the ring and still be able to fight, or I think he's 51, I'm not sure, but um, the fact that they can get in a ring and fight each other and and have something that looked like real boxing was 
was was really good. I wasn't really expecting much from it, so I was a- thoroughly enjoying it. Like I didn't think this was gonna be anything that was gonna rock the world. So for what I saw, I was impressed that Tyson still looked like he could throw down against someone right now. And Roy Jones, like, yeah, he got gassed, but he was still able to get out there and fight. Like he was still very technical and like doing boxer things. Yeah. So yeah, people don't, uh, most people don't realize how hard boxing is and going, it's honestly exhausting. Just even I've sparred for three rounds and, uh, and is that like my peak shape of being a college track runner in football? And I still, nothing gassed me the way just sparring did. So um, it's actually so hard. And so, so it's a lot of respect for people who can do that. And yeah. I mean, the t- I, with those guys, it's, it was all about conditioning because you know, they still have the technique and all that. So um, honestly, I was so surprised Tyson looked that well because that dude's been through so much stuff, man, as well. People forget too. Like he was a heavy drinker and drug user at points too. And a yeah, lot but of lately he's like, kind of, no, t- I know he turned that the down, damage though. done on your body, but you know what I, is what I'm saying? Like even going through that, um, he's, he's no, he's definitely, honestly, I can't believe the person he's become. Like he's, he's super dope. He does a lot of um, good things. He's very insightful. Um, one of the most interesting people ever, really, um, in sports. Hands um, down. In the world yeah. in general, to be honest. Yeah, like the, that we've ever seen or met and stuff, uh, his personality and that as well. And he's actually, I think, deep down, like a really good guy, too. So um, I was happy to see that. I'm happy to see Mike always do well. And he's funny. He was out there chatting after and stuff. So, yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, just good to see Mike, Mike be back. Can we agree that he won, members. though? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone agrees that he won. I think Roy Jones agrees he won. So I didn't see anyone say Roy won, but or it should have been a draw. So, yeah. I just had it. Yeah. The draw thing to me was just so they could do a part two if they wanted to or something like that. I don't want to see a part two. That was enough for me. (laughs) Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Real quick, would you take a punch from Mike Tyson barefisted for $20,000? No. Because I think you'd, especially not in America, I'd break my face and I'd have way more. Wait, why do you, why do you have to point out, especially in America? Insurance, hospital bills. Oh, true. Fair enough. That makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah. 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 So that's why. Uh, he, no, man. Because I honestly, I think like if you got a clean hook on my jaw and like orbital bone, I, it'd be done. So that, so I saw this know. on Twitter and I was seeing people debating it, being like, oh, you can just. Like you could take the money and whatever. I'm like, well, okay. For one, let's say he doesn't kill you because a a punch like that one, could yeah, definitely one, kill you. So like straight up, no glove or anything, right to the face, lining it up. No, man. Yeah, like I couldn't believe how many people were saying yes to this. I'm like, do you know you could die? Like if he hits you in the temple, you're done. It's game over. You're not getting up. And let's Plus, say you, even, yeah, even like the rehabilitation though from a broke face is. People don't realize like the your the bones there would be like crushed, like you know, painful. Like you'd be dealing with the side effects of that for like the rest of your life too. Like there's just so many variables. Exactly. Absolutely not. Even um, if you did survive, the amount of money you'd have to spend in order to reconstruct your face and and be a, a normal looking human being would be way too much. So it's not even worth it. Like, why even go through that? Yeah, people think they're just going to get a black guy. It's like, no, your fucking <laughs> cheekbone will be inside your brain and you'll be in, like, you'll have pain for the rest of your life. Chronic pain and stuff. Absolutely not, man. I, like, when I was 20, I used to think that, but now that you get old and you experience how 
how little I, I hurt my back sitting the wrong way. Like, I think I'm gonna take a punch from Mike Tyson to the face. You insane? No. Yeah, humans are very fragile. Yeah. So, I have absolutely no chance. Um, they men, you know, when people die like each year just from getting in bar fights and they fall and hit their head or whatever. Too, I'm not. I'm not taking that chance. <laughs> On to some other news. This is real quick. We're not going to stay on this topic, but ASAP Rocky, Rihanna dating. Shout outs to them. Um, oh, this, yeah. It's been a rumor for a long time, so it's not really surprising that it's come to fruition. That's but, like a, that's like a, even, that's a big wealth gap there, too. Yeah, and for sure. And gap, really. For sure. Like she's she what's Rihanna worth like six hundred million or something, and Rocky's kind of fading out of the music scene and um and just focus. I guess his fashion and he's all about that lifestyle too. I, I see the match, I really do. It's not that surprising. Yeah, uh, but at that but point, I, does the money even matter though? They're not dating for money, so I know. But I, for <laughs> despite some reason, the wealth gap, it doesn't matter to them. True, I, I guess. But I don't know. People used to always say they're about like Jay Z and Beyonce, like Beyonce and stuff. I guess I don't know. That makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, they have the same interest in that. I'm sure the internet. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is like a power couple thing or anything like that. I genuinely think that they do kind of like fuck with each other like that. So, yeah, I can see that. You think Drake's Drake's hurt? <laughs> That's a meme that I've been seeing going around, and I would honestly, I'd probably say yes to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, like, because because that's the one that got away. So no matter what, like you're gonna feel some type of way. Yeah, he's he's a bit cheesed. For um, sure, but he, you know, Drake doesn't know how to play it cool. Rihanna seems like that type of girl that likes it. Uh, I'm gonna stay away from this, but you know, likes a bit of a bad boy. So <laughs> Drake ain't that. We'll we'll see if he mentions anything on his uh, upcoming album in January. Throwing some shots. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Did you see? Yo, okay, quickly too. Did you see that um, one meme that's going around? Uh, the homie with his white girlfriend and breaks up with him, and she takes. Uh, Black Lives Matters. Yeah, yeah I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> that was going around everywhere. Yeah, that's pretty up. funny. Um, uh, that's, that's, I want to find this girl and date her, <laughs> so she can put it back in, <laughs> and then take it back out. After. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, that was a real quick story. Um, on to some other music news though, because this was somewhat interesting to me. Travis Scott's deal with Nike is only worth. 10 million a year which kind of which kind of shocked me just because of how big of a marketing guy he is now like if you put him in anything he's gonna make you sell out so it just shocked me how much money he i don't know what he brings to nike but i would assume it's more than 10 million yeah that's what i almost can't even believe that right now because huh i wonder what the deal is maybe there's some royalties with it or something too because that seems pretty low but well from yeah. my understanding especially from Kanye dealing with nike he said that they don't really respect artists like that so if you're in that world in the music world like the people behind the scenes they're they don't really respect you in that way so you kind of get a low ball when it comes to whatever you're promoting because the athletes makes more sense for the brand i guess um well at the time it did obviously back in the days now yeah, but- because it's so ingrained in hip-hop culture it, sh- it should be the other way around where I think that artists should also be in the same vein as athletes, but I guess well, like basically, doesn't see it that way. I can see it that 
that way. Um, Nike's lowballed lots of people and stuff before, but you think after having the evidence of Kanye turning, um, like making becoming a billionaire, just like thanks to his easy shoes, that Travis Scott would have a bit more um, negotiating power, though. You know what I mean? It's yeah, now it's proven that um, that they, the rappers can make money through shoes and really boost you and stuff. So I'm, I'm really surprised that uh, Travis went for 10 million because um, he's a huge name with, especially with fashion and stuff right now. That dude's a walking billboard, man. Like he it's will insane. sell his soul it's to insane. anything. It's actually like- <laughs> but I think, I think the things that he chooses though do line up with him and like his demographic though. So I don't find McDonald's? It- it's like like the, they had a burger, the Travis Scott burger. Okay, yeah, maybe, okay. Maybe McDonald's, maybe McDonald's is probably the one where I don't agree with. But maybe he fucks with McDonald's. Maybe he's like a huge McDonald's eater. He's not like no, a you, ball player, no, so. No, you know what happened is they just lost a suit for McDonald's. This was, McDonald's um lost a lawsuit for racial. Oh yeah, for yeah, 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 right, 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 right. right. <laughs> I forgot about they that. They used the Travis Scott release to fucking um to overshadow it. So that guy. Back in the day, remember rap? Everything you're a sellout and everything. Honestly, I'm happy to see this because, as much as I hate capitalism, like rappers and it's a life we live in, right? So I never call anyone a sellout because you got the only way to get even is to get that money and to become like as strong economically as everyone else. And that, so I'll never give a a rapper any person shit for getting that brand those brand deals and that get your money who cares everyone like this whole world is about marketing and sales um you gotta you gotta play the hand you got so i don't give him shit but the guy is a walking billboard yeah i agree the only the only reason i will is if they compromise their art in some way then i then i'd be like pissed about it but if it doesn't affect their music or any kind of art then yeah, I don't really give a give a rat's ass about what they do. But I, don't, back to the topic about the ten mil. I think maybe because I don't know when this contract was signed either, so it's very possible that he had signed this previously when he wasn't as big. But I don't I don't know what the details are exactly, so I couldn't really say. But yeah, like you said, it is a little bit shocking that it is ten. But in terms of all the deals that he did last year, it's reported that he made a hundred hundred million from all of them. So. That includes his deal with Sony, um, McDonald's, Nike, and I can't remember what, he, what else he had, but those three, I guess, netted him a hundred million. So, yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised about that. So I don't know, but we'll see what comes from it. I don't know. You think he's what is it like? Do have you seen the shoes or whatever that's coming with it? No, no, I haven't seen. No, I guess it's just. I think he's already released shoes though. I, I just, I don't. I'm not a sneakerhead, so I don't really give a shit about it. Yeah, no, I'm not anymore either. <laughs> but yeah, let's move on to our final topic: basketball, NBA basketball specifically. Two major stories came out. Um, the first one: John Wall and a first round pick traded to Houston for Russell Westbrook. What are your What's thoughts? Uh, I don't really know what's going on there. Um, I guess Houston just – Russ really wanted out. Uh, well, Houston yeah, apparently. and to give you some context, apparently James Harden also wanted John Wall on his team. Oh, yeah, that's what was just reported, that's what was reported today. Yeah, But that's right. Why would – even if you like John Wall, he's coming off a bad injury. He hasn't played in almost two years, so that's just strange. And because I'm wondering, Westbrook and Harden are boys too, so it's weird that 
Harden or Russ wanted out um, like that. And I wonder if stuff deteriorated between well, them or if it's just career stuff. Well, the reason why Westbrook wanted out, though, was because they didn't know where management was going. Because what's his name? Um, Maury? Yeah, Maury just dipped. Left. So he just yeah. dipped. So they didn't have someone replacing him. And then everything's in flux. They just came off a year where they felt they probably should have gone deeper. And they didn't. So now they just didn't have any direction on what the team was going to do going forward because they didn't have their head guy in charge leading the way. So I feel like after that happened, they they he probably wanted out and probably wanted to go somewhere else. Um, and it's yeah, not like Washington's like just like to end up somewhere there is even a better situation. Well, it's the only option to be honest. I mean, true. They'll take his contract on. Yeah, himself. his contract is very disgusting going forward, and yeah. so is and so is John Wall. So it's like it's it's a perfect way for both these guys to get a fresh start and kind of do something differently in a different area. Because um, because yeah. otherwise, no team is gonna trade for that. So true. I I, I don't know. It's weird. The, the Houston owner is terrible too. It's the cheapskate. Um, as well so and then i think harden might apparently people say harden wanted out too so yeah because he also didn't know what the direction was either but i think he's with how close the nba is about to start i think he's staying yeah fair i think he's staying this year too but yeah the season's gonna start in like the next two years so i'm sorry playing with our hurt uh demarcus cousins and john wall so that should be an interesting, um, interesting to see how they do. Well, hopefully, Wall, drama. <laughs> hopefully, Wall goes back to his old form. The funny thing I saw, it, bro, I just can't. Yeah, because like, especially after all, the injuries he came off of. Yeah, Wall's all full court speed and that like transition. Um, he's all right point guard in the half court set, but not nearly as strength is isn't nearly there. So should be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, maybe he changes his game. I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just straight up no. But apparently, it's not people, happening. I, I just I can't because like you're coming from an injury, so it's kind of even hard to change your game. You know what I mean? When you're not able to practice and do all that. Apparently, people said he looks pretty good right now, but but yeah, you, you can know, look like I said before. Yeah, you can look good in practice. Like yeah. when you see when you see Dwight Howard in practice, he looks like a beast. Like he's hitting threes. Training his free throws, but once you get into a real game, it's a completely different story. Yeah, so we'll, we'll wait and find out. The funny thing I saw though was that um, <laughs> the people because they were debating who won this trade, and they got people were like the strip clubs are the are the ones who oh, won this trade. That makes because John Wall John Wall's a huge yeah John, Wall. yeah John Wall's a huge strip club fan too. So oh man, all they need is get Lou Will back, and they're good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, the, the last story we're going to discuss, uh, LeVar Ball, because LiAngelo signed a 10-day a contract or a trial contract. I don't know. It, what, yeah. One it, of those short it, contracts. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he's just the camp body. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. To try out for the team. Yeah. Or whatever. So it's not likely he's going to stick with Detroit. He's probably going to get let go. But either way, it is amazing that... LeVar Ball was able to get three of his kids into the NBA at the same time. So, yeah, and such a close like age range and stuff too. Um, I, honestly, I don't. I I like Le, LeVar. From so the do most I, man. Part. He deserves props. Yeah. So I'm I'm never 
I don't know. It's it's cool. He's obviously an over the top guy, but it it's also pretty awesome to uh, to uh, have like three kids in the NBA and that. And I think one of the honestly, if his kids didn't like him, then I could see it more. But they really seem to handle him well and actually appreciate like everything he does. You know what I mean? They seem like yeah. they know he's a blowhard, but they love him and they seem like he treats him well and stuff. So. And they, they definitely respect him. So yeah, exactly. So um, it's cool to see. I, I'm curious to see how this, I, I want to know how uh, LaMelo looks. I'm, I'm curious to see if he ends up being better than his brother or not. Uh, what do you go third? He went third. Yeah. Yeah. Third. So that should be interesting. I'll, for the first time ever, I'll probably check out a couple Charlotte games. I still don't get why Charlotte took him, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's dude. They also signed Gordon Hayward to a hundred twenty million dollar contract. Insane. Yeah, nice. um, Jordan loves those white boys. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it was, it'll be interesting to see. But shout out to Lavar. Yeah, because the chance of getting one kid in from high school, I think I saw online was like zero point zero three percent to get into the NBA. So the fact that he got two in and then one's trying out, like that's those odds are insane. Like that's nuts. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not where they're like the Plumlee brothers where they're seven feet tall. Yeah, like, exactly. You know These are like I mean? short dudes who yeah, like train to that. get there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's honestly, that's the most impressive part about it. Cause there've been brothers in the NBA, like the Lopez brothers, but it's cause they're seven feet tall. Like one third of seven feet tall people in America are like in the States or in playing the NBA. So um, it's, it's impressive that he's turned, three uh, two guards and like a power forward um into the nba so shout out to to him yeah lamilla oh, heard dad <laughs> as your dad's in the background listening <laughs> the fuck <laughs> yeah uh, rest in peace oh my god all right that'll do it for episode 73 of the pops culture podcast thank you guys for listening um as always be sure to like rate review subscribe on all major streaming platforms that's itunes soundcloud google play spotify stitcher and amazon music uh really helps us out and yeah we had a a good amount of listeners so appreciate you guys we'll see you guys next peace peace to the middle east I don't know why I said that. <sighs> Fuck. I'm keeping that in. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.